What is up, everybody? Welcome to Recap Rewind Roundtable. I'm JLag. And I'm NB. And we are recapping and reviewing the final episode of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, titled Chapter 10, The Witching Hour. And don't forget to stick around to the end where we'll be going through our recap roundups. So make sure you guys have yours ready to talk about too. And if you're joining us for the first time, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. And for our returning listeners, thanks for coming through. Let's get into the episode. Let's do it. Um, so for this episode's agenda, we're going to be covering off the overall thoughts, the key moments, and... The roundups. The ra- roundups and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. So stick around for that. And then we have some announcements. And uh, yeah, like we said, during the whole entire show, make sure you guys are just commenting throughout the chat. We'll be keeping an eye on you. So uh, yeah, just jump in whenever you guys are ready to jump in. But before we get into all of that, we have a very special person joining us this roundtable. Tonight's guest is a very funny and awesome fellow YouTuber who's also done a bunch of fantastic reaction videos uh, to some of his favorite television shows and movies. And us at Recap have that common love for both Riverdale and now Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So obviously we had to have him on. So please join us in welcoming Fail Whale. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Got to support the uh, you know, fellow Toronto uh, yeah. YouTubers yeah. and fellow Riverdale and uh, Sabrina lovers. So uh, thank you so Absolutely. much for having me. Of course, thanks so much. So we're just gonna get right into the episode, everybody. Um, yeah. so just generally, what was everybody's thoughts and be as well as uh, you feel? What would you guys think of the episode? Um, honestly, I liked it, but I wasn't crazy about it. I'm just gonna say that, like, it wasn't. I wasn't completely impressed and sold on it, but it was all right. Okay. How about you, Farewell? You know, I think I'm on the uh, more on the opposite, and I actually enjoyed this episode uh, quite a bit. I think not so much for the actual wrapping up of the story and as a finale on its own. I'm like, oh, this is uh, a fantastic episode, and it is it's set aside on its own. I think I got excited looking forward to everything that they led up for the next season. I think that's what really got me excited uh, and, and some of the open doors they left. Yeah, and it's interesting that you say that because I feel like they're also self-contained. And I feel like if you look at it like as individual episodes, they're amazing and they're shot beautifully and like it's it's all good. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it as like a whole season, I'm kind of like, I don't know how everything connects. There's certain things where it kind of they kind of lose me along the way. Um, but yeah, I guess we can like talk more about that. Yeah, I think I think I I agree uh, to a degree with both of you guys. I think that it was a great season. I think it's we all have to remember that it's it's the introduction to an entire new world and a comic book series that no one really knew about, um, at least in this particular iteration. So I think just being introduced to all these new characters um, and the types of powers, I think that's one of the biggest things for me, at least that was a big shock was how magic was being used in the show. Um, So we got a big introduction to that this season season or at least this first part i think they're officially calling it part one of season yeah. one so i think it's still season one yeah oh really i didn't know that yeah yeah because the second half is going to be coming through i think uh later on this year yeah so yeah. um it definitely felt so to that point it definitely felt like that's what it was it, if it felt like something that um had a bit of a, a stop and then we're going to continue on now that she's finally a witch and we'll see what happens next yeah yeah that's definitely the vibe that i, I got it was very like introductory uh the entire season and a lot of the storylines that they're going to just setting up a lot of things uh and that's the vibe that i got by the finale um is that like they're like they just wanted to get all this stuff out of the way and now they're looks like they're going to dive into real meaty storylines and um 
I guess, a little more interesting things that they wanted to, to get across. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So while we're going through it, let's go through the key points of the yeah. episode and then just kind of talk through it a little bit and do a bit of a discussion. So the first one that I want to talk about is the new storytelling format that was kind of introduced to us at the very end of the episode with Wardwell kind of being the narrator of the entire story. What did you guys think of how the story was told from beginning to end? Um, honestly, I didn't mind it. I kind of liked how she was going through it. I just thought it was going to be someone else sitting beside her. Like I was expecting some big like like a different you know, person. reveal. And it was just kind of like the teacher. I was like, oh, OK, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Farewell? Yeah, I thought it was an interesting narrative choice. Um, they hadn't really done that all too much. So when they decided to start off the finale, I'm like, OK, there should be some sort of big twist revelation but when you yeah. find out it's just the guy who's hidden on her the entire time i'm like oh okay yeah i guess it seems like her i mean she just to talk to herself pretty much she's not doing yeah. it to him it's for the audience exposition and shit but yeah exactly exactly it's just a it is an interesting like vehicle to to tell the story um but it's it's weird because we know that this is all kind of future state. So it's going to be interesting to see how they pick this up next season, or I guess the part two of next episode, because obviously now the teach, well, we'll talk about it a, bit, a, little, a little bit later, but the principal is now dead. So what's she going to do about that? And how's this so all going to connect? Do we know like what happens when she kills, when she kills these people, does she get power from that? Like what's happening That's when she's killing question. these guys? I, I almost think it's just out of, out of fun and necessity. But there could very well could be some sort of like power behind it. Um, what do you think? And I don't want to spoil anything because in the comics, it, it kind of seems like in the comics, she does it for power. Mm -hmm. Like she has to do it to sort of like regenerate like her powers or whatever. So I don't know if you, we, we get that from the episode itself where you kind of get that vibe from it. Um, but I'm not sure what. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, is she just as we know now, she's the mother of demons and what is her power and how she she seems like she has a lot of different types of powers mm -hmm. um, and where yeah. she gets them from i guess is still pretty questionable we're i'm just making the assumption that um she's getting it from the dark lord anyway yeah. next point yeah moving on to our next point um we just want to talk quickly about Roz getting the cunning <laughs> <laughs> we can't we can't say this without laughing <laughs> yo i kid you not i was watching the episode by myself yeah. And once once the grandma went and left out the door, I'm like, I started laughing. I'm like, don't tell me she's not go blind right now. Yeah. yeah. And also so, the fact that it's called the cunning is the like cunning. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> much. Like, grandma, can I just be cunning all night? Um, <laughs> so so she does, so Roz does find out that Sabrina is a witch, right? Mm -hmm. I think just generally I wanted to talk about the fact that, you know, now Roz obviously has a a very real power and ability that's kind of come to fruition by the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. If so, anything, I feel like her power, her power is like the most important one. Like I feel like she can just see what's coming. Yeah. You know she's what I mean? Currently more important than Sabrina. Than basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Sabrina, who is this? Is her show. Yeah. Yeah. Season. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, that's a great point. So I remember watching the first, like towards the second half of the season is when her friends really start to get more development, I would say. And uh, like, I guess abilities, right? Yeah. Uh, so she gets able to see the other friend. Uh, she's seen like ghosts and talking to her ancestors or whatever it is. Right. Um, <laughs> they caught me off guard for a second, but I'm like, okay, cool. They're all getting some sort of key touchstone yeah. or super uh, natural ability that's going to come back into some capacity. So I'm like, Harvey, what'd you get? You got a gun and a yeah. brother? <laughs> and a flannel shirt. Yeah. And a flannel shirt. <laughs> so, much else. That, that sucks. But I, I'm, I'm sure like once Sabrina goes on her on her tip where she's like being a full on witch, they're going to come back. Uh, she's going to get a, a vision and help their her 
somehow i'm guessing i don't know yeah we'll see we'll see the next key point is uh sabrina's heartbreak and really the what we got to see with zelda and even hilda this uh season and i just wanted to quickly use this as a moment to talk about their relationship and what you guys thought about um how it all kind of came together by the end of the season with her consoling um sabrina, sabrina yeah i loved it i especially you know i love i love hilda but i especially loved zelda in the last part of this of the season just because i feel like she opens up more there's you just see like the raw emotions in her more and her and sabrina have a really cute moment even in this last episode um that i really enjoyed yeah what about you farewell yeah no i i definitely agree i, I thought zelda was going in on her a little bit on the last episode but uh oh yeah it's, it's, it's tough love you know so um, yeah I'm, I'm glad to see them have a, a bonding moment uh, as well with uh, you know the more harsher tones and uh great acting i gotta say as well yes yeah, yeah i sure. think the acting definitely was on point like that's the one thing where i'm like for sure I, all the actors were were definitely on point i guess the one thing that we have to realize too and i think we i went through the entire season and if you listen to any of our other podcasts uh for the, for this season so far we kind of look at these two ants as a bit of blundering idiots they don't really know what to do with sabrina it seems like they mm. just had her for the first time this year um <laughs> she's <laughs> they're they can't really control her they can't they don't discipline her properly she's she's they're a bit of a mess in that regard but i think at the same time we i i guess this episode is specifically i realize and remember the fact that they're witches and because she's a half mortal there's a different level of emotion that comes with with that yeah and i think sabrina being able to access that and them not being able to know what to do about it because even this moment that you see right now like it's such a beautiful moment where she says you know every day is going to get a little bit better you're going to wake up and it's going to hurt a little less but then she's like but i just wanted to stop hurting and zelda's like well i'm sorry there's nothing that i can do and there's nothing that i can even give you advice for mm -hmm. you just have to kind of live through it that was a yeah. great point i really i really enjoyed that one as well and you make a good point it's like they can't they can obviously relate to her because they're family but you know due to literally because she's half human they, there's some things that she just can't resonate exactly. with. so yeah. yeah she's trying and i mean they, they we saw her the last episode she was kind of a mess so uh, at least she's getting it together so yeah <laughs> i mean and, and, we'll see at the end of this episode she kind of goes crazy again <laughs> yeah right and like honestly no one really can be that support for her like like neither can Ambrose so like who is going to be that one person that's kind of like her support system at least like in the mortal world you know and, you know that's a great point because a, a lot of the times especially in like the I know this episode 10 we're focusing on but I, I noticed in like eight and nine once all everything starts hitting the rails um she's sort of looking for somebody to help her out and she has all this pressure on her and she doesn't really have anyone to help her and I think the one person who does help her uh is Wardwell and she's yes, yeah, be yes. uh Satan's mistress or whatever it was so she's going to need some sort of support system, especially without her friends. She might just start doing some dangerous stuff and not being reckless. I, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? I mean, I think it'll be really interesting to see to your point. It's definitely going to be Wardwell uh, kind of directing her. I think the, for the second half of the season, cause she doesn't really have anybody else at this point, like you said, and really Wardwell did t t step forward and, and guide her as much as she could in into the direction that she wanted her to go into so it'll be interesting to see how much more she wants her to do or if now that she has gotten her to this point is uh you know the real dark lord gonna come come forward and now they're like will, will we see like maybe a power struggle between wardwell and 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 uh, the dark lord because of the fact that they want to have ownership over sabrina like it'll be interesting to see what they do with that yeah, yeah. 
but yeah. we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, a little bit later. So we'll move on to the next key point. Yeah. So the next key point is um, when Sabrina is in the bathroom at high school and she tells, or they all kind of come to the conclusion that she's a witch, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what did you guys think about this moment happening? Go ahead, farewell. Oh my goodness. <laughs> if my friends told me, if I was wishing my friends called me out, I would have been gone. I would <laughs> out spell cast. I would have done yeah. anything possible to get out of that room. Oh my goodness. And I know for a fact if I told my friends I was a witch, nah, fam. They would have they would have been no. gone. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? It was such an awkward moment too, because I think one of the things that pissed me off a lot about this part of the episode was um, no one checks the stalls. I know. Oh my yeah. god! It pissed me off so much. I know. Like, why can't you guys just go down and like check the stalls? Like, literally, Make sure Susie, no one's in there. Yeah. Like, they're like, "How's it going, Sabrina? Things are good." And then she's like, "Susie just is like, are you a witch?" Like. So awkward. But I but I did love it. It was so effing cute. I honestly didn't expect it to happen like this quickly, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um just because I compare everything to Buffy, and I don't know why, but even in Buffy, like I felt like it t- took a while for like everyone to know that she was like the slayer. Um yeah. and so this kind of roughly does happen pretty fast. Um so I was a little shook, but I'm glad it happened. They had such a cute moment in that bathroom. Um and I think it just solidifies like their friendship, you know, that they have a really strong bond. I don't know. The, the one thing that I didn't really appreciate about this episode, and they do this a lot in these shows, and you know, like Sabrina's not the only one that's guilty of this, but they just they don't do like a cut to the next moment. Like, are they gonna go for coffee? Are they gonna go for lunch? Like, how are they gonna spend the rest of their day together? Yeah, <laughs> like, just, yeah, and like that. Of, do a lot yeah. of jump cuts and leave you to assume the stuff or yeah. Uh, that's, that's what I noticed about the editing style for this episode. Like even like the Susie scene with her like grandma or the the ghost in this episode. Yeah. It waited like oh like 35 minutes to come back to the resolution. I'm like, yeah, five minutes after. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's very, yeah. I find like it's a little sloppy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think it's just to like everybody's point. I think NB, you mentioned it too. It, they're really packing so much into one episode yeah, that it's yeah. so hard to sit with these really, um, really important, in my opinion, really important moments. Like, yeah, do I want to see them have a coffee and talk through like her wishy life? Absolutely. No, we're going to have to wait till next episode to get like even a glimpse of that, maybe even, you know, because it's such a crucial moment. You'd think that, especially after she's literally spilled her guts and like they're having this really emotional, cute moment, that they're going to at least have a more of a conversation about what's going on like literally Roz is cunning now and this one's seeing her, <laughs> yeah. her dead end like there's no conversation and I happening think like and I that. think that's the problem even with Riverdale we talk about this all the time where oh like they don't, need don't to give I, know. Don't, <laughs> like, I gotta hop getting, on one of those podcasts oh my <laughs> yeah, god yeah yeah for sure <laughs> getting into Riverdale but they don't give enough time for those moments and I don't know if they know that we want those moments, you know? Like, I don't really care that, like, that there's red, like, skeletons coming to town. Like, I'd rather have, like, a legit chill session with her girlfriends and them having this, like, huge moment. It's no, so true. You know? I definitely agree with you on, on to that point, MB, because, you know, I, I feel like they think, oh, okay, this, I think they had the jitters for the first season. Mm-hmm. I think they had a lot of content to, you know, stuff into each episode. And I think they just thought maybe if we put more of this, you know, demonic stuff, it might yeah. work. And they, they didn't think that people would care for you know, the more interpersonal moments. But in fact, those are what stick with us a lot more. And, you know, they give more emotional depth sure. to the characters, right? So 
I, I don't know. Like even a shot of like a group chat saying like, "Oh, so you are a witch, eh?" And, like, yeah. A, <laughs> yeah. There, you know? Literally anything could have been helpful. Yeah. Um. So key point number. So this one first, I think we wanted to talk about is Nick talks to Sabrina at school. Mm-hmm. Um. And I just want to use this moment really to talk about Nick. Nick saying I was gonna call him Nick Sinclair. Actually, for real. Like <laughs> <Nick laughs> you calling him Nick Sinclair. <laughs> Um, what do you guys think about his character uh, throughout the season and what, what he's doing right now? Um, I've said it before. I don't trust him. And oh. I don't know if this episode, like, I still don't trust him. I think <laughs> I think he's going to obviously have feelings for Sabrina. Like, for sure, it's going to go there. I just feel like in the beginning, he was a little shady. Oh, definitely. He, you know? he, uh, I, I didn't expect him to be more of a likable character have a redeeming arc towards the end uh, and it wasn't until now the actual finale that i'm like okay fine like you're not that bad yeah yeah you know he, he he was showing signs like he acknowledged like his lust and because he's a witch and stuff obviously that's why he's so forward in the beginning and then he actually went and helped her out and sees her as like a, a friend but he also is still definitely attracted to her for sure so. yeah yeah. But you don't think that he's any type of threat at all? I mean, no. Maybe. I didn't really get that vibe. How about you? I feel like here's the thing. I feel like at any point in this series, any character could be a threat to her. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It could always come back to that and, and him doing something. or like, like I was thinking before, Wardwell was working with Nick. Or like she was telling him what to do. Um, but that doesn't really come out in the last episode. So I'm not too sure what to think of that but i don't know i feel like he could be a threat in the future he i just feel like really, sorry go ahead no no sir go you good um it we're so canadian <laughs> but um <laughs> sorry sorry you go no sorry thank you sorry Thanks. i think i think it's he he has a very mischievous face i think that's the issue yeah. <laughs> really yeah. he's a very handsome guy he's very charming and Definitely. I think that we've seen him in a lot of moments where he's very lustful, which he does, like you said, admit to it in this, uh, especially in this episode. He does just say like, yeah, I'm, we're just horny, horny dogs. And like, that's yeah. all we want to really do. Yeah. And that's all we really know how to do. So I it, I guess it makes sense. But at the same time, I guess we normally and naturally assume that people who just want to bone you have just that in mind and they they can't be good people either but it seems that he's yeah i think he is trying to bat for her um i do want to know what his motivation is past the fact that he's infatuated with her because um, it's a little one-dimensional yeah it's, yeah it, for sure. it'll be interesting to see how they kind of move move into him um yeah so um moving on to the next point we're going to talk about um wardwell putting in the work and she brings the 13 back Mm-hmm. And she summons the butcher. Hey, soul sister. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't see it, but there's a graphic that they made. Yeah. It's just, hey, soul sisters. <laughs> I try to make them funny. Um, so what did you guys think about the 13 and all of this? Like the Roanoke reference? Like, what did you guys think? I don't know if anybody noticed that, but like she, when she says summon the butcher, uh, if anybody's a big AHS fan, um, in Roanoke, they talk about the same thing, summoning the butcher to kill, like kill people. But I don't know if there was an actual connection there or not. I was just a little shocked with the whole 13 being like, I felt like Warbell could have done this in the beginning of the season and then just had Sabrina sign the book from the beginning. Yeah. So I felt like this was like her, her like ultimate like touchdown like gameplay that she could have just played in the beginning. I don't know why she waited until episode 10 to do this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. What do you think? Farewell. No, I agree. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like this is a play that she might have wanted to do a little bit earlier on if possible. 
Um, yeah, because like it was bound to work, right? Like she literally had Sabrina's like whole world at like you know at her mercy, and like yeah, and yeah. she you know she could have just killed them all, and, and Sabrina signed the book. So I was like, this could have been episode one. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much decided to drag it out a bit. Uh, it yeah. was cool. It made it for a spectacle. I mean, I assume we're gonna talk about it a little bit later on, but uh, some of the the fire sequence was absolutely amazing. Uh, the visuals. So I think yeah. they did a good job with I guess saving it for the finale. I guess. Yeah, it right. did look really good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, thinking about it a little bit more now, I think that what her big end game and her goal was, or one of her big goals, Wardwell's goals, was to break her down to a point where she felt like she couldn't turn to anybody else mm-hmm. except for Wardwell and and realize that that was her only path. Because really, we'll talk about it a little bit later when we get to the part at the altar. She still has to try really, really hard to get her to sign the book. It's true. Yeah, it's true. So, like, if... Her like getting her to screw her relationship relationship up with Harvey and her friends and all that other all this other stuff didn't get them to split up and get her to sign that book. Then I don't even know what would have really. Oh well, you know, I think you made you made a really good point there, Jay. Like, it's because she like systematically tried to break her down in, in every single region, whether it's with her 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 best right. friends to her boyfriend, who she's madly in love with. Some some point, sometimes I think it's a little too much. Yeah, um, <laughs> she literally made her murder her a witch. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. She made her murder, do all this shit, feel overwhelmed. Uh, and it even that it, it almost didn't wasn't enough for her. So uh, I think it, that's why it did take that long. She needed to Yeah, that's true. Edge. True. All right, I'll take the I'll take the extra episodes. <laughs> why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so then really quickly I <laughs> wanted to talk about this moment which you mentioned before, um, with Dorothea the useless ghost and how she really didn't play a big role in this season except for give Susie really weird tidbits of information and then disappear. <laughs> it's it's like when you play video games and you like you you're stuck, you don't know what to do, and you press like, the question mark box to tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know. One episode she wasn't there, the next she was, and I'm like, all right, sure, like let's do it. Uh, but yeah, like Dylan like, made a really good point because he was like, I swear he goes and be like, watch that scene again. Like the aunt tells her everything, like she drops the tea on every single thing, mm-hmm. and then when Susie's like, yo, like how do I like end this all? She's like, goodbye. <laughs> she <laughs> so literally like, Wait, disappears. Like, why don't you just stick around for ten more seconds? and just tell her everything like it didn't make any sense and on top of that we like we we won't talk about it a little bit later but there's a whole gap of time after this particular moment happens because they have a full day the witches have a full day on earth to wreak havoc or whatever so this happens the first night as soon as the witching hour starts day one yeah (laughs) it's a a festival Yeah. And then, like, nobody gives, you know, Sabrina, the witch that they just found out is a witch, a phone call to be like, yo, there were 13 ghosts that kind of just, like, walked through my, like, living room. Is there a problem here? Like, (laughs) Like, what's up with this? (laughs) She literally doesn't talk to her about it at all. Like, like, even Dorothea wasn't like, ask your witch friend. She's just like, nope, she just disappears. It does nothing. Yeah, I was a little iffy. So I don't know. So the next moment that I wanted to talk about was how Lucas and Ambrose kind of stumble upon the witches at the same time that evening and how they realize that they're summoning the the butcher, yeah. essentially. Right. And they get captured for a second by the really big-eyed, like, main witch, I guess. And she says, this is a warning to your masters. It's just going to go down tomorrow night. My thing was, 
and we can talk about this in a second too. He literally shows up the next day. Like it's a yeah. full like afternoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like daytime in the morning. And then he shows up. I'm like, what were they doing for? Yeah. Seven and hours at first I was like, did they get kidnapped? Like, were they locked down? But they weren't. So what the F were they doing? I guess I guess they went and found that spot that he brought them there for anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they found it. Yeah. Like you're telling me they literally were like you're all gonna die now and then they're like oh well we're just gonna go have sex in the forest for another six jo- hours joanna g's, joanna g's commenting fox forest yeah <laughs> they got stuck in fox forest it's a fox forest y'all um that's a yeah. good point i didn't even take that in he had a full day and the man just was chilling i don't yeah and like I said, it's crazy things. It's the same thing with Susie. Like she had a full day at school, you know, like even I didn't even put this moment in, but um, Harvey and Sabrina have a moment in the library and they get to talk. But Susie doesn't have any moment in time to be like, oh, by the way, which is kind of just turned up at my house and something might be going down. Like, it's just it's it's kind of weird the way they played it all out. And I don't know if you guys need that. Like, I don't know if you guys personally needed that scene. For me, I felt like that was sloppy editing or sloppy writing where, like, they don't fill those gaps in. No, I agree. I agree with you. Those are easy fixes that you can just toss toss in when you you reread the script, in my opinion. But sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So by this part of the episode, um, Blackwood is basically saying, um, we're going to take care of you guys. Don't worry. The church is going to take care of you. Just come come through like at midnight yeah and i think sabrina at this point stands up and is like but what about the mortals and everyone's like who gives a fuck about the mortals sabrina shut up yeah we don't give a shit about you (laughs) so that leads her to do this stupid spell yes dude jlag was on another level when he was talking about this spell oh yeah he was so disappointed in it he's like what the f was about that spell i was expecting this like really cool like cgi like tornado looking storm coming through greendale and it was literally like a bowl of water yeah and like and like that thing on the house kind of disappointed they're all they're all like like the the coolest thing about this was like the pan of them saying west east like i don't yeah yeah like show me a tornado fighting something i don't know yeah Yeah, exactly look like like a like what's it called a sham wow commercial they're lining up (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly i was like what are these mason jars that they're opening there's nothing even coming out of them like did they for did the cgi just like they ran out of cgi money for sure (laughs) they spent all of the fire not enough on the yeah so true so yeah so this is sabrina's master plan is to create a storm to bring all the mortals into one space um which kind of kills me because she cares so much about these mortals but she really doesn't give a shit about her friends (laughs) 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 um they are the worst like this is the most (laughs) annoying annoyingly coordinated situation this like the chaos that kind of ensues after yeah, break the storm it down. starts break it is down. just full-out nonsense so first i wanted to talk about the fact that um sabrina runs into Susie at the school itself so this is the storm is starting and everybody's running in and sabrina bumps into Susie and says oh where's harvey where's Roz?" and they're like well she's neither of them are there so sabrina's like don't worry i'm gonna go see harvey and Susie's like, don't worry, I'm going to go see Roz and we're going to get them back here and everything's going to go fine, which obviously it doesn't. And obviously that's not how it was going to ha- happen anyway. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think about how this all kind of started and, and continued on as the episode w- went? 
I just felt it was really confusing. Like, I was like, what's going on? Like, why aren't people together? Why are they separating? Why is everyone leaving Hilda when she's doing that? Like, trying to do <laughs> yeah, like, they did her so dirty. Like, once they start yeah. popping off one by one, I'm like, what are we doing here, y'all? Yeah. Um, but, but for this scene specifically, she's like, all right, you go here, you go here. Cool. Um, Why not just, you, you guys know that she's a witch. Why not just ask her project uh, and to convince other people to come if they didn't want to come? Um, do, do you have cell phones, guys? Do you guys have cell phones? Like, actually, like, actually, that's the I best question. I think they do, but I don't know. Are you best friends? Because you clearly don't have a group <laughs> chat. Seriously, there's no WhatsApp chat. <laughs> the shit would be popping if it you did. Yeah. Like, even we get, like, security emergency alerts from the government when there's a big storm coming through. <laughs> like, yeah. come on, yeah. guys, just yeah. get over it. Yeah, it just didn't make any sense that they all separated and no one really heard her out especially after she dropped this big bomb that she's the, she's a witch it's like and there would be some real urgency to double check and see how everything's going there's a goddamn tornado happening you want to say hey how's the update going by the way are you alive right exactly and the fact that she knows that it's not the it's not the storm that sabrina knows it's not the storm the fact that she doesn't say to Susie like this is a dire situation that's the thing like you at need this to point, get out because it's like a magic situation like i got this i'm a witch i just told you guys i was a witch i'm i got this so just trust me like i didn't understand why that combo did not happen yeah it was as if like she hadn't even told them that she <laughs> was a witch they were all yeah. just like doing their own thing yeah, they're they're all a bit of crazy messes at this point. Yeah, I, th I definitely do think they need to have a little like a circle one to one chat, but I guess that's yeah. not happening. Yeah. <laughs> they need to like work on their communication clearly. Um, so Sabrina goes and talks to Harvey, and uh, <laughs> the question that I had was, do you think that they even tried? He tried hard enough at all, or she tried hard enough at all to bring him bring him through? Uh, definitely uh, not. No. You know, <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing when I was watching it, but I also thought. One, it's understanding. I mean, she, she, he's, he's been going through a lot. He just lost his brother two times in a row, one via him, one for her, via her. Yeah, uh, she doesn't. He doesn't trust her. I wouldn't trust Sabrina at all. If my girl told me that she was a witch and my brother died, I'd be like, "See ya, fam." Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. I, I think rewatching it this this time around, I did realize that. Uh, yeah, it is a pretty hard moment for him to come to terms with the fact that she's a witch and that she wants to protect him, but he's like, no, I don't want to do this because yeah. the last time you tried to protect me, my brother died. So, yeah. or you tried to bring back my zombie brother. So it's, I, I guess I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, Sabrina, the reason why you did this tornado was to save the people that you mm. love, especially yeah. Harvey, because of what he's been going through. So I don't know. Literally, like, if you see what everybody does to the rest of the crew, like with Ambrose and Zelda, how they're being pulled away, you can't tell me that Sabrina's like, sorry about it. You're just going to have to come with me and, mm. like, zap him into the school at that point in time. Like, you know what? That's a really great point because I was thinking she's like, you know what? Well, actually, because you think he would have got more frustrated with her if they didn't have this conversation first and she just zapped him without his yeah. consent. I think he might have been even more frustrated. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I think she's past the point where she can just trick him like that, you know? I think once she told him that she was a witch and she was like, by the way, like, I did it already once on you, mm -hmm. she's she gotta can't be do it up. again. Yeah. yeah she, she's got to yeah. be honest with him if she wants to build an honest, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. I got that. Um. So then we talk about Susie and... Uh, the fact that she didn't know anything from what Sabrina told her because she was so frantic that she didn't even explain to her that it was a supernatural situation. Um, Roz has to give her all that information because she has the cunning now. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, <laughs> don't worry, I got you, fam. 
<laughs> like it didn't make any sense as to why uh, Susie was like, no, there's a storm. We got to go. And Roz is like, nope, there's a de- demon coming and I know everything. I'm like, <laughs> are you the witch in this story or is Sabrina the witch in the story? Yeah. They, they, they just gave her a buff in the middle of the season. Yeah. Like, she just got a bunch of powers. And sorry, I just see it on the screen. When do we start calling her Brina? Um, <laughs> Harvey calls her Harvey, that. Harvey calls her Brina all the time, which is like a so kind true. of running joke. But uh, yeah, I don't know how, why Sabrina is short or Brina is short for Sabrina because it kind of sounds like a, a company. It's cute. Brina. I don't know. I remember them saying Sabrina for the most part. And then they just start hearing Brina a lot. And I'm just like, this seems, this sounds a little off, but all right. <laughs> um, so the one thing that I also got frustrated with this whole situation is even after they find out, because Roz is like, I got the cunning. Nana's like, I got the cunning. We know exactly what's happening. There's a murdering ghost going to come through the town and yeah. kill everybody. Yeah. They still decide to to chill to stay there yeah but i also think like i also think like it's the nana's fault because the nana was like i ain't leaving here my house like i'm gonna die here (laughs) you're not gonna pick up the grandma like leave like so yeah it was kind of the nana's fault that they stayed back oh definitely the one part that I really didn't understand was the fact that, like, Nana didn't even... She's so freaking selfish in this moment. She wasn't like, go, girl. Like, you have your life to live. She just, like, lets her <laughs> She's like, I'm just going to chill out here. <laughs> yeah, like, the, grandma, the grandma was definitely bugging. Yeah. But she must have known. Because I guess if you have the cunning, you know that you're going to be safe, right? Like, she must have known that they're not going to kill. I mean, but she, if she had known, she was going to die. <laughs> Probably would have just let them go. True. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. Not for no reason. <laughs> Freaking bananas. Uh, um, so <laughs> then it cuts to uh, uh, Harvey and um, our man. Nick. Uh, yeah. Nick. Yeah. And what did you think of this pairing this episode? They, they were kind of forced together. He came to protect. Um, he came to protect I thought him. It was, I thought it was super cute. But did we see a scene where Sabrina asks Nick to to go to harvey we don't see that no right? no he just she's she does say at one point in time like i had to call in a favor and then it cuts to him coming through see like yeah. again like i would have wanted to see that like her having this cute moment with like nick to be like hey can you just go like watch my boyfriend you know <laughs> yeah like I, I don't know i feel like it's missing something i don't know you know i actually like the sort of surprise reveal because if they'd done that it would have been like oh like, you're you expecting know. it true yeah 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 so when i saw nick pop up i was like oh shit like the, 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 the witches are here um but it was him and i thought it was a pleasant surprise and i think it redeemed his character it also set up the idea that you know to sort of psych harvey i like no like there's other dudes in her life uh who are attractive whom are also in her world with the rich realm the no, rich realm witch realms realm so uh i thought it was a sweet scene yeah it, it'll be it, it'll be interesting to see if they ever pair these guys up together again because clearly there's a love triangle i guess in that particular regard mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see if they try to play with that a few more times because even in that dream sequence that we got to see in episode what was it three or four mm-hmm. where it's the fake school and he kind of passes yes. he passes by nick and he's like oh hey nick i was like i i'm kind of in love with that yeah feud. no totally totally and it'll be interesting to see if they play with that a little bit more because clearly especially even by the end of this episode with him saying like oh he she still loves you and everything's I think fine what's gonna happen is and the most interesting dynamic is when you can't hate one of the guys so like i feel like harvey's gonna start liking nick and he's gonna be like damn like i can't even hate you but like i want to hate you because i know you love my girl you know um, and right. that's gonna be like a really interesting dynamic to to see on screen yeah i think that's something they're gonna try and line up potentially for the next half yeah 
I would be very interested to see if they even make Nick kind of go a little bit diabolical because if he likes Sabrina so much, maybe he would kind of try to wedge them apart a little bit more, you know? Like if I was, I want to know, I try to steal that girl too. <laughs> you know, that new hair though? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I might do some shady shit. <laughs> Um, anyway, well, what's the next moment? So this moment also killed me dead because I didn't understand why they also put this thing in. And I wanted to use this uh, as an opportunity to talk about Susie's character throughout the season so far <laughs> yeah. on a general level. Because she, um, so one of the things that happens in this episode is the, the witches slam the door open at Nana's house. And Susie has this hero moment where she steps forward and she's like move aside i am like the daughter like the great granddaughter of aunt dorothea who saved you guys and put you guys through it and you know like these guys are my friends and whatever whatever yeah yeah yeah. and it was so funny because when i watched it i was like yes bitch like come through like so even you like, like moment. even when i'm like talking to jay like about the episode i'm like jay like like Susie was so lit like she had her moment like yeah. good for her and jay like's like no what are you talking about like she didn't even do anything she didn't do shit. and yeah, i was like, like what <laughs> simply recited what her ancestors did yeah yeah but, but even that i was like okay she's finally using her ancestry to to help protect this family and i was like all right i'm down for that i'm okay with Susie having this moment like she has a connection yeah but then like cut to a few moments later when finally the witch just decides to walk away you know like Roz is like oh my god great job Susie. like i don't know what that was <laughs> but you did such a great job and then the grandma's like nope the other one's coming now she's, she's gonna come and kill us all this is like what why did you why did you spend like three minutes doing the scene yeah like i said i want to use this moment to ask what you guys thought about Susie's character this whole season and whether or not the writing for her was fair at all because I'm kind of leaning toward the fact that they really didn't give her enough for me to hold on to. You know, we were talking about this too offline too and I'm just going to say because I want to be nice about Susie but I have to say I wanted them to give her this one effing moment. Like there was literally 10 seconds where you could have given her the hero moment you know and she could have had it because all season she really hasn't had that hero moment she's kind of been picked on all season and she's kind of been pushed around so i wanted this moment for her and like she couldn't even she couldn't even have that and so i was kind of upset with it yeah i i sort of like what they did with her initially but i feel like like since it's the first half of the season i feel like there's more to her and i feel like they should give her more time and i think we might see that in the next half hopefully for sure. fingers yeah. crossed I, li- I like what they're doing with her in terms of just like her identity and how she's developing over the season i really like that aspect to it so i hope they dive into that a little bit more too but also the hero moments yeah i think they could have given her a few more moments that let her win at least once this yeah. season yeah. and they they kind of took it away from her even in this moment because she wasn't even able to save save them with her one and only ability this whole season so far is mm-hmm. like her lineage and her lineage to the go- to the witches and to your guys' point, I'm sure it'll kind of wrap itself back around later on in the season. And to everybody's point, because even online, everybody's saying through the chats that, you know, she's probably going to be getting a little bit better and more powerful as the season goes on. I think I also want to talk about the fact that she seems to be a character who's either transitioning or uh, non-binary in terms of her gender. And it's a very interesting journey to watch uh, an adolescent kid yeah. Uh, yeah. go through this in a, in a very popular television show. Yeah. Netflix, right? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this too in, in the other podcast, but um, if they do end up doing that with her character, I think it's an amazing thing to see um, both the transformation and like her character just like having like a legit glow up moment as well, you know? Absolutely. And I think they have been doing that just slightly in bits by pieces in the show. So um, I'm good. It's nice to see that representation. For sure. Yeah. Um, next moments, I wanted to talk about all the kind of love stories that are tied up at the end of this uh, this episode. The first one is between Ambrose and Lucas. Oh, and my God. Yeah. How he <laughs> pulls him back in, into the academy at the very last minute and um, keeps him there. And he claims that he loves him. Um, what did you guys think of the this relationship this season? And what would you what do you want for for the coming rest of the season? I was I, so mad. <laughs> Why? I was so, I was so no, not not the relationship. I was so mad when this guy just bopped him out of that that uh that hand holding situation. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, like, what do you mean? Like, what, like, like, what's the dire situation here? It's got to be someone's dying. You know, someone was just pregnant a second ago. That was the reason. Like, okay, that makes sense. And all he says was, "I love you." I just wanted to to smash and just stay here with us. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? No. I yeah. And Jeffrey's asking a question too, and he's like, "Is he really in love with him?" And and I've been asking this question too. I'm like, I don't. Like, I want to believe that he's genuine, like that Lucas is genuine, but I feel like I don't trust him either. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think they they drop that whole moment in with Hilda putting the love potion into his uh, coffee, and they didn't talk about it at all. And then we realize that he claims that he loves him in this mm-hmm. moment, and you're like, so was everything that he was doing infatuation? Because yeah. he, does, he does support him. He does kind of pull him through. He gets him a job at the academy, and he's doing a lot of great boyfriend stuff. Stuff, so you're like rooting for them but then you have to remember in the back of your head that is this all a fake situation right i don't know and and i think just speaking for ambrose i want to see him have his own storyline not just time i want to see him have his own individual like storyline you know absolutely i agree yeah. he yeah. he needs something past that and i think that yeah. um i just want to speak to this like as a a gay person himself wanting to see a, a character who has the has sexuality, of course, but that's not just the forefront of who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. He has moments and these like very, they're, but they're very short lived moments where, you know, he's an intelligent man. He's, you know, he's worked with all of these artists. Like you get a little bit of that, but then it just goes all the way back to him sneaking in the woods with Lucas to have a bit of fun. And then I don't know, it just doesn't feel like they're giving him enough meat for me to feel like i'm not saying that every gay character has to have a purpose but i think that he should have something a little bit more than just like wanting to bone all the time you know just exactly yeah yeah i I think i think i'm with you there and i think there's all they've given such a interesting i guess story to him like he's here he's under like house arrest or whatever it is he he's a experienced you know warlock whatever it is so there's so much more to that character and he honestly by the end of this season he came out as one of my favorites um so i do want to see him do a little bit more apart from just sort of you know romantic uh, interests as well yeah for sure and maybe we can talk about that a little bit later when we talk about the boys club with blackwood mm-hmm. um maybe he will have a more of a purpose there but before we move on uh, T- uh tina Ann in the comments mentioned that um she she does mention and say that ambrose was trapped in the house finally got free um he's terrified of not having a life and then lucas binds him to the academy um it's kind of this constant fact that he's being trapped in these situations and he doesn't know how to get out of them, which is a little bit of an unfortunate situation for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could definitely be a, an issue for him. As he, he is locked down in all those situations. He might be like, shoot, first yeah. couple episodes, like Hilda, I think we I think we goofed. 
think we just yeah. goofed here. <laughs> and I wonder if, like, I wonder if Hilda did the potion with Lucas for Ambrose. But I wonder if Father Blackwood did anything on Lucas's side to kind of swoon Ambrose into the church. Like, back into the church, you know? Yeah. Because Father Blackwood's very down for all the boys to be together and sort of like rule the church you know yeah that'll be that'll be interesting to see if they continue to explore that aspect of it as well um another love story that i wanted to talk about it does happen at the very end um of the episode but this is less important so i just wanted to talk about it now yep. um dr cerberus and hilda first of all their kind of i guess their relationship but also the fact that he could be something supernatural or he's definitely something natural su supernatural by those eyes, I don't know if you guys have seen Shadowhunters by any chance, but he looks like a warlock. I don't know. Oh, okay. Interesting. So we were we were um, thinking because of his name, Cerberus. Apparently in Greek mythology, it means like a dog or a hound. Like a, that's yeah. a devil's hound, isn't it? Like the Yeah. So maybe he's devil? like a werewolf or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I think that that would make sense. It would make sense for sure. But yeah, it what was, do you guys think in the comments? It would be really interesting to see what you guys have to say about it. Hellhound. Yeah, three-headed hellhound. Three -headed yeah, that's dog. Yeah. That could make sense. I mean, I know uh <clears throat> I'm not too familiar with the comics all too much. I think I read it a little bit, but are there like vampires and werewolves and is there like a larger sort of supernatural world or is it just witches? Uh, um as far as I can it? remember, I've read I think until 7 and I don't recall seeing any werewolves or vampires. Oh, okay. But I could be wrong. It could be. I mean, this is the one thing that I'll say about probably the show versus Riverdale. Is but hey, it's been of, very different. They've literally had ghosts. They've had freaking like people with the cunning. Like I, I can't imagine that they're just going to go off and do whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's been very different. So yeah, I guess we have that to look forward to the next episode. I think that they have a genuine uh, relationship, though. I think that he really likes her. I think that she really likes him. Um, so I really hope this doesn't soil their future together but it likely will obviously because they wouldn't show it if it wasn't going to be problematic to some degree yeah. yeah definitely yeah i'm really hoping he's not evil i feel like he he's on their side just because i feel like not everyone can be evil like somebody someone has to be helping them you know yeah for sure um so the next part that i wanted to talk about was uh the pregnancy and the fact that this whole situation happens yeah happens there so first of all the one thing that killed me was the fact that prudence had to help uh through the through the delivery <laughs> even though a couple episodes back yeah. she had to admit lady blackwood had to admit the fact that she hated her so much yeah um, so that was probably one of my favorite um parts of the episode because prudence eyes were basically rolling in the back of their head the entire time um 100%. Now that I'm thinking about it, just like right off the top of my head, do you think that she has anything to do with the fact that Blackwood, Lady Blackwood dies at the end of it all? Who you know, is? Oh, yeah. Honey, you know, as we were talking about it, I was thinking the exact same thing and I wouldn't put it past her. I don't know. That's pretty dark. I feel like she's not that dark. I mean, Prudence they, is pretty savage. I just <laughs> feel like she wanted to kill herself to be cannibalized. I know, but I don't know. I feel like after that episode, I felt like she was kind of on the way up. So I feel like something like this is like pretty messed up if she if she is behind it. I don't know. Well, it's uh, also talking about I feel like Blackwood's behind it more than she is, to be honest. I feel like Blackwood oh. said from the beginning, like she's not going to make it out of that pregnancy. Like he knew she was going to die. True, true. You know, so, that, that, that actually is a good point. 
you know? I don't know. Anyway, um, so I wanted to just go through the entire labor situation. So she delivers uh, the babies. So as we know as the audience uh, that she does deliver twins, but one of them ends up being a female. And Zelda yeah. claims that one of them is dead. And Blackwood takes the other one and is like, he is my son. I'm so happy. Yeah. And then later on, uh, she steals the baby. <laughs> BT Dubs. I stole the baby. I stole a baby. <laughs> Man, this was the biggest yeet moment of the episode. Too, honestly. Yeah. yeah. It's because not only does she come back, like she's on the up and up now, like she's happier. She's like, you know, we just talked about how we raised Sabrina and like, you know, uh, our, our spirits are high. Hilda just, you know, kissed the boy or whatever it was to kiss the dude. She thinks, you know, we can do it all again, you know, start it over again. And then poor uh, Zelda just gets cut open when she says, I'm going to go get a new room. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I didn't know what was gonna come out of Hilda's mouth when she said that, but she was like, "I'm gonna leave now. I can't do this anymore." <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, so happy for crazy. her because she kept getting beat down by her the entire season. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and she doesn't want to be a part of her sister, like another one of her sister's crazy ass plans, which is totally fair. What do you guys think? Kind of, I mean, I I guess I know what it is, but like, what the mm -hmm. f inspired her to take the baby? Like, why? Because <laughs> she, she knew that he was gonna kill her. Is that why? Well, yeah, she does say that because it was the firstborn, it was born before the, the boy. I think yeah. that's a weak excuse. I think that's partially a weak excuse. Yeah, I feel like she was just like, well, I'm going to take a baby anyways. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's like that. And, and I, don't, I don't know what she wants to, I don't know, like raise his baby or something to prove something for. I don't know what it is because she seemed pretty attached to him. That's a good question. That's, that's actually a good point. I didn't even think about that because I was going to yeah, go the opposite direction. Like she has some feelings. I was going to go the opposite direction and say that she's doing it because she does say to, to Hilda, like we can start all over we yes. can do this again and yes and maybe because she's seeing how a uh, like little control she has over sabrina mm -hmm. that she can take this on and say let's re let's have a redo basically. i think, I think <laughs> that's what like, it is goodbye, sabrina yeah i yeah. think that's what it is more but what the f is gonna happen next i don't what are your guesses how is she gonna get that uh the baby in, like everything it's a, it's a i have yeah. no freaking clue <laughs> is this gonna be like a whole like moses storyline she's gonna just like drift this baby off into like some random situation and he's gonna come back she's gonna come back later and you know be the next wit big witch like it's a human baby like it's not a human but like it's an actual baby like she can't just steal it and then be done with it like something has to yeah of course be resolved there so i'm very interested writers i bless up because i that's a storyline that i would not want to take on right now yeah so the next one we want to talk about was Blackwood's Boys Club. So we see that everybody's so excited about this child, which they oddly named Judas. Um, but it's a very creepy scene that they, they kind of let you see um, where he's holding the baby and he's like, he says something along the lines of, um, this was the Dark Lord's message that what we're doing is the right thing, um, which was kind of terrifying because it's it's these men who are standing in a room saying this child, this male boy rep represents the fact that whatever we're doing right now in the the warlock world, in the witch world is, is correct. And mm -hmm. we're just going to keep being our sexist and, you know, like misogynist selves. Patriarchal, yeah. 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 Ways, yeah. What did, do you have any other things to add to that farewell at all? No, I think it's a good point. Uh, looking, looking more at that scene now, uh, 
I think it's supposed to be like for the audience members, it's almost like they think they're in the right and it's supposed to be like correct. Oh, you know, because it's a male, whatever their line of thinking is. Uh, but the fact that it was actually the girl that was born first means that everything they're doing is actually completely wrong. Uh, and as yeah. all everything the Dark Lord saying is false and he's been a head ass lying about half the shit he's doing and just doing it off his own whims and, you know, using his false like his religion as a false tool for all these people to leave them. So I think they're going to dive more into that. And I'm looking forward to. Uh, how this boys group is going to resolve like i have no idea what they're going to do with these guys probably some yeah shit. Well, let me ask you guys this did you guys expect blackwood's storyline to end this way at the end of chapter 10 yeah i think so i just think that for one we didn't get enough time with him to have any other mental resolution beyond that we see him kind of be this um very like tyrannical a priest who knows what's best for the entire coven and uh you know he's the direct word to to the from the dark lord and he's very he acts that like that old school kind of priest that we kind of anyway we we know those storylines so i don't think we have enough time with him for him to have a moment where he turns if his if seeing his wife die and him realizing that one of his children didn't make it doesn't give him any level of emotion um then he's kind of i in, in my opinion uh, past the point of return and i think we're just ready to see his demise at this point yeah yeah, I, I yeah. Think that's a good point what about you uh nb i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's gone yeah, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think he's ready to be toast and it'll be really cool now that we can bring bring up ambrose again and how uncomfortable he felt in that room um he, and I think yeah he, he definitely looked uncomfortable he he definitely looked like he was in it for something else and in that moment he was like oh shit what am i like getting myself into right he definitely signed up for uh, a group that he didn't think yes was joining exactly and that's what i mean i just didn't expect blackwood story to go into like i'm rounding up all the males and we're gonna take over i just didn't expect that yeah to happen. but yeah like i mean it all makes sense yeah and it'll be pretty poetic to see if ambrose is the one that is able to infiltrate and kind of destroy it from the inside out because I'm sure yeah that's what's gonna it, happen it'll yeah. it'll be a good mission for him and he obviously seems really uncomfortable and it's really cool like i was wondering why ambrose isn't that typical guy and it doesn't have to do with the fact that he's gay because lucas is also gay but i think it has to do with the fact that he's uh, he literally has been living for the past 75 plus years in a house of female witches right yeah so he has this aspect of the world that um, maybe some of these don't don't have at all for sure know? no no for sure yeah so back to the real story, <laughs> um, the the signing of the book. Um, the one thing that I wanted to ask was, do you think that this, and we kind of talked about it in the beginning of the episode, but why did you think that the, it took so long to get to the same point that we kind of had at episode two? Just to set up a, a, a series, in all honesty. They had to get yes. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> We just be talking a bunch of one dimensional characters who have no depth to them otherwise. And it yeah. also was to just give a lot of context and you understand why Sabrina feels the way in the decision she's going to make in the next season that seems like they're going to be more um, twisted than the last. Yeah, for sure. But it was a very random thing to watch her go through because, yes, it's it, obviously it's high stakes. Sabrina's a little di bit desperate, but she never at one point in time walks through the forest, sees this book and altar kind of set up exactly how it was before and doesn't question it for one second to be like Warwell like who are you though for real yeah, you know? like, it's a little bit at that point I think at that point though she's just so desperate and she's like in this moment of like I have nothing I have no other choice and so I guess she's not thinking of those things I don't know, and you know she's also like she's super young 
right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess we always forget that, that she's literally 16. And that's what episode eight and nine, that sort of, uh, you know, the Harvey arc with the brother stuff, that's what it really reminded me of. She's overwhelmed and she likes to, you know, be assertive and, you know, um, take charge and everything. But sometimes it's a little too much, especially when she has to balance out her friends, mm-hmm. her rich life. Uh, and I think this scene was her just desperate. Like she didn't know what, there's nothing else she could have done. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I and I don't know if it's Wardwell who brings uh, brings this out of her, but we also realize, at least I noticed this this episode, that Sabrina is very self righteous and she really thinks very highly of herself and puts a lot on her back to uh, to feel like she's the only one that can get people Fix through things. things. Yeah. Um, and Wardwell does whisper in her ear, say like, you know, everybody's counting on you. You need to sign this book because it's your destiny. But for her to even believe it. Uh, kind of directs her into a path of like, yeah, true. You you pretty much think that you are the only one that can solve the situation. And it's a little, I guess it makes sense to your point, Failwell. She's 16 years old. Who else didn't think that they were fucking self-righteous 16 years old? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, no, definitely. You, you get that vibe in, like across this, this series that she thinks she thinks sort of like that. Yeah. Um, and I think this finale just sort of proves that. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Yeah. So then the big moment with the Hellfire, uh, we finally get to see where all the CGI went. Um, <laughs> the budget. <laughs> is, is this Hellfire scene. Um, what did you think of, of seeing this? Because just watching it back just now, we were like, NB and I were kind of offline laughing about the fact that she... She's like, you guys better listen to me or I'm going to kill you. And then she like she just, just stuns the fuck it up. It just shows you like she's just a little kid. Like she just looks like a little kid. She sounds like a little kid. And but she's in this really crazy, really like dangerous world, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she gets kind of a she gets a die job at the end of this whole scene. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to take a moment to kind of like like no joke, talk about her hair. And why the F do you think that they made her hair change at all? I liked it. I think, I think they needed I think you need that change because as soon as you see it, I'm like, oh my god, she's like fully witch now. I felt like I needed it. You know what? I, I agree with you there, Envy. I think it's like twofold for me, at least. It's one, this is a, a, a fairly major pivot in the character now. She signed the seal that we saw in episode two. We saw eight, six episodes, whatever it was, or sorry, the eight episodes it was for her to change. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a physical representation of her changing from who she was before to being a full on, I guess, witch now uh, who's possessed, not possessed, who has the power of things like the Hellfire. So um, I thought it was cool, more comic accurate. Um, is a different vibe for the next season and she looks like a badass yeah i don't know i feel like the platinum white will grow on me over time but right now it looks very like wiggy and i'm not into it <laughs> and yeah. it just like like aesthetically doesn't look appealing to me right now um but yeah like i said it, it'll probably grow on me at some point in time but yeah i was we were just joking about it, and i was just joking about the fact that she like was so stressed out that she just went full white in this moment yeah she yeah. was like all, of her Did it work? all the stress of season one <laughs> Fucking Harvey! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and she does. She does take it to this point where she's literally murdering. Uh, I mean, they're ghost witches, but they're still kind of people and souls. Um, what do you think this means for her? Because she does kind of walk out of this whole s- season um, smiling and winking. So she doesn't seem to feel too much remorse for what she does in this moment. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, she really does have like a boss ass bitch moment at the end. So it really looks like she's kind of just fitting into that role. And you know what I will say? Throughout the entire series, we see her sort of step up, whether it's with Prudence or the other uh, people who talk shit to her in her life. She sort of has moments where she peeks in at this Sabrina, right? She has little moments where she says, I'll kill you or I'll, 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 I'll burn you or some shit like that. And now she's actually, uh, we actually see her cross the line like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And Ward was just like, bah, ha, ha, we're good. Yeah. She's like, I did this all. <laughs> so the next uh, point that I wanted to talk about is the breakup. Harvina is no more by the end yeah. of the season. What did you guys think of this kind of like final goodbye and why she did it and and her motivation behind the, the breakup? Um, I was a little shook. I'm not going to lie. I felt like I was shook A, that Harvey wanted to get back together so quickly he was like okay so like are we good now and she's and then and then i was shook that she was like no i'm good like i want to be single for a minute i yeah. was like oh my god <laughs> like, he surprised me um but i obviously understand why she made that decision yeah i i'm entirely there with you uh, harvey started speaking a little too much and i was like wait fam what are you doing yeah uh, and i it didn't seem like it was gonna end well for him and i it makes sense you know she's she's changed she doesn't want to harm him um, and I guess Harvey is it maybe the hair changes his mind. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not too sure, honestly. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I think to, to what you guys were saying to add on to that, I think what she's realizing too, and what her biggest fear was the fact that she was going to be at the dark Lords beck and call for the rest of her life, really. Um, she realizes now that she can't maintain those connections, those really impo important emotional connections that she's had in the past. So she has to say goodbye to basically everybody, um, including Harvey. So it, it's a little bit sad, but it does make me wonder what they're going to be doing with the rest of the season. Are we going to like kind of peace out for the rest of the mortal crew for a while? And we're only going to see her in the Academy. Like what's going to really happen with with the rest of the season is is kind of where I'm at. Yeah, and I wonder if the school will ever like I wonder if the two schools are ever going to merge. Like how she how she had it in her dream where like like um, Prudence and the crew were like at the high school. I wonder if that's ever going to happen. I'm because, sure they're going to do something like that. Yeah, because then their lives are completely like intertwined, right? Where like they're spending all day every day together. Whereas now they're like they're they're in two separate schools. So it's a little harder for their for their storylines to intersect. I would love to see that. Honestly, when I saw that in the dreamscape, I was so excited to see it. But I don't know. It'll be interesting because they, they basically have to close the school down or like one of them will have to be shut down like Southside yeah. or something like yeah, they did it in like they did in Riverdale they're, yeah. gonna, have, they're gonna have to pull a Riverdale pretty yeah, yeah. they're gonna have to get everybody in the same school basically. maybe Ambrose is gonna blow up the um the school like <laughs> yeah. he did the, like he did the Vatican <laughs> I can say I'm low-key into that that's a pretty, yeah. pretty good idea forget this boys group Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it all. Um, so finally, uh, well, not the final, final moment, but one of the big last moments is Wardwell's um her her kind of her facial reveal yeah. <laughs> that we see at the very end. The gag. Uh, uh the gag is that she is Lilith, the mother of demons, and that she's here to be basically become the future queen of hell. That she she divulges all that information. Um, Phil, you mentioned that it's very expositional to tell the to tell the audience. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that they did it storytelling wise this way. Um, and be to your point, I was kind of annoyed that it was the principal of all people who were yeah. sitting in the chair, but um, yeah. What did you guys think of this final reveal? I mean, it was pretty badass. It was a badass woman for her, for sure. Yeah. She's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> she's beautiful. Yes, she's the way she is. Do you and, I, and I already knew who she, 
like I already knew this because from the comics, so I I wasn't really shook by it. Right. Um. But yeah, no, it was still an amazing moment, like for sure on screen. And I I hadn't read the comics, but I had a hunch a little bit later on once I figured out like okay, she acted hella weird now, like middle of the <laughs> season and getting yeah. the witchcraft and intertwining with the storyline. I'm like, she's got to either be Satan herself or like a friend to, akin to, or or something like that, a relationship with. So. Right. Pretty on the ball, I guess. What do you think of her story now? Now that we've kind of sat with her for a whole 10 episodes, do you think that uh, we sh- we could expect something different from her, her storyline now that she's gotten Sabrina to where she is now? One of my theories is maybe she's going to work with Sabrina to kind of overthrow the Dark Lord. That's what I want to see, just because I feel like Blackwood's definitely, like, he has an army of, of men, right? So I definitely want to see her you know team up with sabrina um i'm hoping for that but i in the comics like she was pretty like evil like okay. mm-hmm. yeah no turning back evil kind of so i don't know it'll be interesting because one of the things that happened in this part as well is um stolis for one for everybody who was upset with yeah. me for, for saying that like the familiars can't talk like he got a freaking line in this freaking episode yeah. <laughs> what did you think of like, that i was down for it clearly i've been waiting for this moment all, yeah. all damn season so when he started talking and saying um he says something specifically he's like doesn't it look like um the dark lord is actually grooming sabrina to become queen and not you um and uh wardwell turns around and is like go fuck yourself basically and she she's like this will be easily fixed if i can just you know if that happens that i can just easily fix it by killing her and she snaps stolas's neck yeah um, and kills him so i had a few questions about that too like why do you think that happened at all i i don't know why she would do that i don't know because like he helps her Right, so I, I don't know. I don't know. How are you feeling? A sign of her being maybe reckless now, and did, I don't know. Oh yeah, like she's I too think, cocky. I think the one theory that I have is, uh, for one, I think she was a little bit upset about what he said because there might be some truth to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think that um, as someone with a familiar, we know that they are kind of grounded in 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 something else the dark lord doesn't have a familiar as far as we know so maybe she's trying to elevate herself in that particular regard where she's like i don't need a familiar to be telling me things that i don't want to hear i'm gonna just do like be i'm gonna start acting like a queen if i want to become queen of the underworld so that's a really great point actually her sort of making a stance like i if i want to be there i gotta you know do certain things and that's yeah i gotta cut some ties can they bring familiars back from the dead I don't think so. Based on what we saw with, you know, the iguana and the deer uh, in this episode or this season so far, I don't yeah, think. They're able to. Yeah. yeah. Unless they go to the, there's a limbo for familiars or anything like Unless that. Unless she's able to do it because she's like this dark, dark power. I don't know. Like you think she's just like annoyed and she'll be like, yeah. oh, I'll just bring you back next season. Like, yeah, tomorrow. exactly. Like yeah. kind of bury him in the ground like she like Hilda. Yeah, maybe. Um, Sabrina's are familiar at this point. I don't know. I know, right? Um, so, final walk th- walkout, the slow mo yeah. walk. Um, what do you guys? What did you guys think of this? And uh, NB and I kind of talked about it offline, so I wanted to discuss it with everybody as as well as you, uh, Failwell. Um, based on this episode and how everything kind of went down, whether while the episode had its ups and downs and made sense to degree, I wasn't completely blown away for it to be a season finale. Um, but then when this 
part happened in the episode the song kind of kicks in and i'm like feeling myself and watching her walk in slow motion and she's winking at me and she's walking toward nick scratch and i'm like "Ooh, yes get a girl but then nb you made a really good point right yeah i mean of course i want this moment of course i want the slow motion and the music and everything but i just kind of felt like it was kind of cheap and that she didn't she didn't earn it for me in my opinion like I don't know. I just wasn't sold on it. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. And I think tonally it didn't match up for me. Um, yeah. I think that's the biggest mistake for me. It's like you just went through all this turmoil. You saved the day. Cool. You just dumped your, you and your boyfriend just split up. You should be emotionally distraught. And I get you're on your, your badass tip now, but I don't know if this is a way to end off the season. And like those girls weren't really your friends. Like I get that you guys had like one mission together, but like your real girls, where are they? Like you, <laughs> like you totally ditched everyone else. You know I just what? felt like even her walking with Prudence and the weird sisters. Like I just even felt like that was fake too. You know, hundred percent. She's sixteen yeah. again, and I think this it just shows it. All of it just shows it to me. Yeah, exactly. What did you think, Jaylag? Yeah, I totally agree with you guys. I just think that it kind of came out of nowhere when you really watch it back. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I was kind of like lost in the moment when I first watched it the first time. But being able to sit with it again and see it, I was like, no way, man. That was such a weird, yeah. that was such a weird way to end it. And it doesn't really give us the answer that we want, which is, is she going to come through this as a good person or a bad person? Or are we going to have to spend the second half of the season watching her do some more dumb shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. And she can't think that those, those girls are possibly her friends, especially after she cut one of their necks. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, who knows? She, she just blew up some witches with fire. So maybe she's oh, like, so. she's the new, uh, she's the new, somebody said she's the new, she's a mean girl. She's like the new Ooh. Regina George. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see that. I can see that she might not trust them completely. And I get that. But I think like for a lot of these, these slow-mos, like even when you're watching AHS Coven, like you see the whole coven as a whole group and you're like, yes, like every single one of them you're down for. I would have maybe even liked this moment if it was just Sabrina, like walking through the yeah. hallways and like her having this boss ass moment on her own or you Salem know? on her shoulder and like they exactly like, you know? yeah exactly but her with the weird sister I was like eh, you're not really close to them though like why yeah so that's the episode guys um I think we are ready to get into our recap roundups recap roundups best, best moment. moment MB what was your best moment um, my best moment was Harvey wanting Brina back, but she turns turns him down. Yeah, I just felt like it caught me off guard. Um, and but I totally understood. I, I like why it all happened, but it was cute. How about you, Phil? What was your best moment? Ooh, it's it's got to be a toss up between the the witch scene and the fire, the, the tree, the burning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. the 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 middle when everyone was separating each other and uh, just watching all the chaos ensue. I, I love watching that actually. And mine, I'm going to be a loser and say that final walk, even though I just shit all over it. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was my best moment of the episode, just because it was so fucking badass. Like it made me want to just like like I had the biggest smile on my face after realizing that the episode wasn't as good as it was i did regret it but i can't lie i watched it again and i was like so into it again i'm like damn it wtf <laughs> moment um what was your guys's wtf moment so fail what was yours oh man my what the, yeah, my moment was when amber rose teleported i was so mad oh yeah 
with all, and, and Zelda as well. Because I was like, all right, we got four people. They got to hold it down perfect. And they literally, yeah. it literally happens like back to back. Yeah, it was <laughs> almost like comedic. Like they did it in a really funny way. I was like, um, of course you guys are leaving this poor girl. Like it starts off with Zelda literally saying like, as long as we all hold hands. And <laughs> yes. she fucking disappears. Yeah. Seriously, that was hilarious. So that was my, that was my, what the fuck. 100% MB um, I think my what the fuck moment has to be Zelda's baby because I was just like oh, what? Yeah. like you really you girl, you really brought this baby into your bedroom <laughs> like, she I was, was really reckless shocked. yeah I was really also like how did she sneak that damn baby out of the like, it was like the quietest baby ever like no crying nothing <laughs> like like fake and, baby obviously you know, what, yeah. you know what's important the one person who does know if I'm not mistaken is Prudence oh yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh that's so not that's, that's gonna not be some good. major tea that's gonna be spilled yeah it'll be interesting to see if like maybe prudence becomes like her care caregiver and caretaker because they kind That'd of have a so similar cute. story right like yeah because she's like an orphan kind yeah of, yeah i'm into that i'm totally into yeah that. That's cute. Um, my WTF moment was the tornado situation because I was like, what the fuck am I getting out of this? And that whole, the fact that none of them, none of them talked to each other, no one called anybody. Like it just didn't connect to me. And watching it back, I was like, why did this even, like why was everybody so separated just because they wanted to kind of continue the story the way they wanted to continue it? It was a little bit of sloppy writing for me, for sure. MVP. MVP, guys. NB, yeah. uh, what did you think? I'm going to have to go with Wardwell because as evil as she is, she put in work. And I feel like everything that she set out to do happened. Uh -huh. And so True. she is she is the MVP. Good point. How about you, Farewell? Uh, I'm going to give MVP to, uh, to Grandma. <laughs> okay. Grandma? <laughs> I, I, think, I think she came clutch. Grandma right. Cunning? Grandma Cunning? <laughs> Cunning. Grandma Cunning. <laughs> If yeah, for, okay. If it wasn't for her exposition, they'd be dumb so. Yeah. <laughs> um, my MVP is going to go to Hilda because she literally held down oh, the floor. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> literally held it down. She was the only one who was able to stick yeah. through the entire thing. Nobody wanted to zap her away. She, she. I know that's like, so sad if you think about it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's like. True. She like she even says at one point in time like Sabrina's like I'm gonna leave now and Hilda's like I don't know how much more I can handle by myself and she still fucks off yeah. so yeah like she saved the entire mortal town so good job in comparison to freaking Sabrina who just burned witches and done that yeah LVP I might give it to we we're talking about like the Susie situation I guess kind of makes me a little bit upset I wish she I wish she had a little more of a triumphant moment moment but I don't know if yeah. I call her my least valuable person yeah mm -hmm. she did try I guess she she did effort yeah um how about you MB um I'm gonna say Ambrose and just I think the way his character has been written all season I haven't been really impressed with him I wanted to love him so much I wanted to back his character like every episode and like see so much of him and i and i felt like i just didn't get that from him yeah it's not his fault it's just the way they write they wrote him so <laughs> i think he's just my lvp my lvp uh it's gonna kind of be the group of mortal friends so like harvey roz and the and basics Susie. the basics just yeah. on a general level while they all have like reasons why they're they were all really really stupid this episode and it really I guess it had to drive the story forward and it, it ended up the way that it needed to end up, but they didn't have to 
they didn't have to do what they did, you know? Like, they, wh- I don't understand why they couldn't all just have been in the school sitting under a shelter and freaking out while all this craziness was going to happen anyway, you know? Like, having them all separated and having them all kind of have a moment but still not really do much. And Harvey especially just sitting in the, like, sitting in the house thinking that he could protect himself from witches and demons by himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I was like, I would break up with you too. You're a fucking loser. <laughs> oh. What are you doing out here? The best, best line. line. Um, MB, you want to take one off? I will. Uh, it is. I know you're scared, Sabrina, because all women are taught to fear power. Own your power. Don't accept your power from the Dark Lord. Take it. Wield it. Yes. Yes, queen. So that was from Wardwell. And I think I think it's one of the most honest moments from Wardwell and why I'm so excited to, to exactly. know more about her. It's like there's she's had so many good lines throughout the season where it's like what she's saying is so true. Even though you know she's evil, even though she's coming from this dark place, it's like she's still she's all about like having this like power um as a female so it's still amazing yeah for sure and i think that it it makes me intrigued as to what her story is going to be like is there uh, is there more beneath the surface no pun intended uh with her character and whether or not she uh has a bit of a not soul but a little bit more you know there's more of a struggle with her that she's been trying to I don't know, become the queen of the underworld all these all these years, and now she's just trying to get that top spot. Like we'll see how that kind of all goes down. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite line, uh, farewell? Yeah, I actually do. It's the moment between Zelda and Sabrina earlier on uh, when she tells her to take it day by day. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, I think that was my favorite moment. I felt very relatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think something that she needs to hear and that support and uh, something that resonated with me. So that was my favorite line. That's great. That was actually one of my favorite lines as well. She says, I think at the very end of it, she says, uh, perhaps you just do as bravely and as humbly as you can, which is a pretty crazy, yeah. uh, amazing thing to say to a girl whose heart is broken. Mm-hmm. Um, mine will, since since you guys took so many great lines, I, I'll say the one that, no, that's okay. The one that uh, stuck out was also with Nick Scratch, who says... Um, I would trade all the witch orgies in the world for what you and the mortal have. <laughs> Which was really cute because, he, you know, he does it's kind of so elaborate real. with the fact that, you know, witches and warlocks don't really have that emotional uh, intellect as well as mortals do. And he he's really envious of the fact that they really do love each other. So, um, yeah, I thought it was, and it was a funny way to say, it's like all the orgies in the world. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I, would, I would switch it up. Yeah. It's sexy and sweet at the same exactly, time. Exactly, which is like the best. Yeah. Um, so we're down to our final finals, and I just wanted to throw out a few announcements if you guys didn't know. Um, Children's Adventures of Sabrina is having a Christmas special, and it's happening in a couple of weeks, actually. So December 14th, be ready. I think it's on a Friday um, to, to check it out. We're, I don't know what to expect, but it looks like Susie's got a big hat on and she looks like an elf and <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not really sure what's oh, in this episode. Um, Ready to yeah. hear about how my ancestors celebrated Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like one of my ancestors was Santa. Like it'll just be a full storyline about her or some her aunt like dress up as Santa one year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. Usually with these Christmas specials there's not much that happens. It's yeah. always like a bit it's of a filler. Kind of yeah, yeah. 
Um, so I guess I'm just excited to see like a little bit of. I wonder if it's like I wonder if it's like their version of the Carrie episode, like if it's yeah. gonna be musically uh, or. That would be interesting. It's you know the the people who are behind Riverdale, so I wouldn't put it past them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if it's a special, but. Yeah, it'll be like a full caroling special. Oh like, my god, singing that <laughs> um, which is like to your point, really quickly as an aside. I I would love to see a Christmas episode for. for I know like, they haven't done that yet. I'd like, like to this. see a lot for Riverdale at this point. Anyway, so. yeah, well, there's a lot I would like. <laughs> That's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next announcement is that uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Part Two is going to be aired in February of 2019. So if you guys yeah. didn't know that be ready for the second half of the season so if you felt like we did that it just kind of abruptly ends and you don't know what the fuck just happened yeah. um, it's because there is a second part to the season so just be ready for that and I think that is it guys thank you so much uh, to everyone who was able to join us thank you so much to Farewell uh, for, for joining us on this podcast you were so fantastic no thank you so much for having me I really appreciate it Jay like and thanks Bail Whale we gotta do this again for sure for the uh, Riverdale podcast no definitely I would love to be a part of that because uh, this was a ton of fun I love talking shows I love yeah. uh, you know hanging out this is real fun and thank you to everyone in the pod- in the in the chat yeah, you guys were killing it, killing it real good. Um, really quickly though, Failwell, how can people reach you? What do you got? What are you up to right now? And uh, do you have any plugs that you want to throw out there, real quick? Yeah, definitely my mixtape. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> now you guys can follow me on uh, my YouTube channel at Failwell thirty four and Twitter and uh, and Instagram, where I just post a lot of reaction videos and stuff like that. So awesome all right and thanks again everybody uh make sure you guys are following us at recap rewind on all of our social channels to stay connected and thanks for watching bye bye guys later